All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. All I see is black and white. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, The Don B. That is at The Don B on all platforms. We're back on the attack with... <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, your girl, Kayla Nicole. Wow, that was horrible. Sorry, Don. <laughs> yeah, you sound so excited to be here. I How about like, we give it a go? Damn, let's do that again. <laughs> no, we, we won't be doing anything. My intro was flawless. You, oh. will, give the, you will give our listeners... No, that was, no, that was really bad. That was really bad. Let's do it again. <laughs> Okay, I'm not editing any of this out, by the way. All right, guys, really? it's me, Z Don B. That is at Z Don B on all the platforms. I am chilling in the cut with none other than. Well, hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, guys, Kayla Nicole. That's Kayla Nicole on Facebook, k.nicole.artistry on Instagram, and at the Orlando Titian on Twitter. How I'm keeping are the first ya? one. I'm keeping the first take. You suck. Um, but yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to be back here. Um, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left y'all, you know, without a dope podcast to step through. I don't know. You knew where I was going with that. But it's good Did to be black. I? Did I? They knew. But the true fans, they knew. It's been a long time. What's understood ain't got to be explained or whatever oh, the heck What's that understood? Is. You know, you know, hood couples love a phrase. Like, oh dear God! Yeah, no situationships. <laughs> realize, realize. Well, anyway, realize. Don, do you know? <laughs> do you know what this week is? Um, if that was supposed to be a, do you? It's know what anniversary. Okay. So you didn't sing it, so no. the the reference didn't work. You, you know what? You suck. You. But suck. I was going there. Like, that- I need you to commit. To the reference. No, I needed you to commit to following me Listen. with the reference. We all sleepy. We all got narcolepsy. <laughs> we all got narcolepsy. Here. So <laughs> we're doing our best. If I say, "Do you know what today is?" You have to say, "It's our anniversary." I got the reference. You didn't even. You didn't even send me an edible arrangement. Like, what kind of boyfriend are you? <laughs> um, it was last week, and I was the one that brought it up. You didn't even notice. You forgot our anniversary. Um, yeah, I'm going like to get you a promise ring. I'm not Cardi B. You can't buy me back with gifts. <laughs> right. I'm going to get you a promise ring. <laughs> I'm not sweetie. <laughs> oh, did he buy, Did they get back together? They didn't get back together, did they? You don't know shit about that. I'm just trying to sound like a young kids. 
I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No more. I heard, I heard they broke up, but I heard that through podcast. Like I don't know anything else about oh, that. Yeah, but... he like they God got to a big altercation in an elevator. I don't know what it is with celebrities and elevators, Beyonce. But because <laughs> that's the one. That's the one place that's recording that they don't have control of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you think, nobody, nobody thinks about the elevator having cameras in there. You go and, in there if like, you, well, if you look at the video, which you probably won't, but if you look at the video, at one point he looks up at the camera and he just kind of stops. <laughs> Like oh shit! There's the camera. Fuck. <laughs> and TMZ will have this in five minutes. And they did. <laughs> you know they got eyes everywhere. They really do. It's sick. It's scary, actually. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about? Oh, we talked about it. I think on the show, did we? Did we talk about the show about Vanessa Bryant uh, going full through with her pressing charges against uh, the sheriff's department? Yeah, um, we talked about that. Yeah, and as well, she should. I'm like, get your money, sis. That is so crazy to me. It's not even I about still the can't money. Get over that. It is the respect. They completely disrespected that whole process. It was disgusting. I just, mm, I get money, but it's just like, we shouldn't be surprised. By, <laughs> excuse me, by people at this point, but still are. Yeah, unfortunately, we still have to be surprised by the stupid shit that the police do. Ugh, have you been following the Derek Chauvin trial? No, I have not. I got to protect my peace. I haven't had the strength. I'm sure it's awful. It It is. It's not going in a negative direction as far as like, you know, where they try to discredit it from being obvious murder. It hasn't struck in me in that way just yet. You know, like that kind of thing. But here's mm. the thing. Even when you watch it and to everyone with plain eyes who isn't a bigot. Um, you can see that this is a murder. But here's the thing. So was Rodney King. Okay, so was Trayvon Martin. And mm-hmm. and these cases, we don't have much hope. Like, I don't ever get, I won't feel anything until it's over. No, nah. they, the, the people that, the people, the people involved will get like little to no real j- criminal, you know, time. It will be a slap on the wrist and then the family will get paid off, you know, three years from now. Mm-hmm. And then that'll be that. And they've already I'll... paid the daughter. Um, his daughter's already gotten a nice settlement. But either way, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I the only reason I'm not watching, I'm not trying to be like dense and uninformed, but mm-hmm. I really am traumatized from the Trayvon Martin uh trial. I watched that every minute of that day in, day out. Yeah. When I was at work, I worked at a sports bar, so I could keep watching it at work to be at TVs. So in my day shift, I would have the TV on, the, the speaker on, everything. I watched all of it and I was just horrified by the whole process and so i'm like i can't do that again i'm sorry no don't be sorry you have to protect your peace um mental health and all that it's real it's something that we do need to be very conscious of like we talked about this before just how desensitized the world is becoming to seeing people murdered on film all the time Mm -hmm. um it's scary it's it's crazy just how normalized that's become um just scary even saying that out loud to be honest I can't believe that it's even possible to just scroll through Instagram or Twitter and see these things. Like right. I know there's like a, they had now they're trying to do like a mature, you know, thing and like a they'll give you a disclaimer beforehand. But it's still crazy to me, like just how you can just it's so easy just to see. I remember like being a kid, right? My uncle um, was a homicide detective in Indiana, leg- a legendary detective. He was on the first Forty Eight, a bunch of other um, shows. Like he's you know legendary. Detective in Indianapolis, Indiana. Retired a few years ago. We say his name. Anyway, shout out to Uncle Mark. Um, but when we were kids, um, 
he had these. We found these pictures of his. Right, we were snooping through the, the cop car as kids do, and we found this this envelope, and it was like evidence for his case. We we're like, "Oh, this is so cool! This is evidence!" And we opened it up, and it's like pictures of people, brains splattered, people shot in the eye, shot in the face. It was like some horrific murder scene, and. I remember that's the, I can still see the images, and that was the scariest thing to us. We were like, ah! we're running, screaming into the house. Then we got in trouble because it was like, what were y'all doing in the car in the first place? Now we're traumatized, crying. Like, and I wasn't, you know, I was gonna be ten or eleven. I wasn't like super duper young, and I just think kids nowadays that's nothing. That's so a part of their everyday life. That's on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know. Like every day I see that, and I don't even follow those kind of accounts. It just get reposted. It's on your explore page. It's just like, I don't know. No, it's don't real. Know. It, it is out. Just like I remember, and this is me being a mom, but I remember when my daughter turned like 11-ish. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's time to have like the talk, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. right? And I go to like sit her down and, you know, you're going to middle school. So there's going to be kids there that are 14 and you're only 11. And I want you to know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I go to have like the talk and she looks at me and she's like, uh, I already know all that. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? You know, what, what do you know? And she goes, tell right. me everything she knows and how babies are made and all these things. And I'm like, why do you know this? But it's because everything has been given to these kids. Like, it's not like when we were young where we had to figure things out or read books or our parents had to tell us stuff or we had to go to a library. Sneak into your parents' car. No, (laughs) now it's right in the palm of their hands on YouTube. You know, Mm -hmm. and and there's just nothing sacred. There's nothing secret. Everything is just out there. And it's crazy and cringy, but it's reality. I Listen, I shudder to think, of how it would have turned out had I had access like these kids. If phones existed, are you kidding me? Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I was already a fast little kid. I was already, you know, hot, hot pants. You know what I mean? Right. Talking to grown folks on chat rooms and AOL. Imagine just having a Snapchat. We can send pictures. Stop it. Stop oh, it. don't it, even. Yeah, it would have been I, horrible. I can't even think about, like, my niece and nephews. I just don't even like thinking about that because I'm just like, I know I was a terror. I would have probably been. And I was, a, and I was by any <laughs> all accounts a good kid. And right. because he wouldn't know the craziness I was doing, talking about I'm going to stay at my friend's house for the weekend, and I'm in San Antonio for three days. Right. Sixteen. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like I was out there like that, and so I'm like, if I had the power of an Uber at that age, it'd be no good. I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> no way. That's too much power. Yeah, I so. just said I think I'd be pregnant. Like I would have been. <laughs> It'd be bad. <laughs> just, um, just, uh, what's the word? Um, chronically pregnant, like right? Just, to stay pregnant, just hoeing it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, dude, it's crazy. But I think I also like to think that we had to be super crazy and devious because we had so many restrictions and it wasn't that easy. So I like to think that with technology and with the time passing, like the brain kind of evolves with that too. So I'm hoping the kids. Maybe they're kidding me. I mean, they're smart, but maybe they're not thinking, you know, 10 steps ahead like we were thinking. I hope, I hope not, because if they are, God be with all you parents. That's all seriously, seriously. Y'all got this. You know, I don't know what to tell you. All I know is as a parent of a kid in this millennium, I want to pull my hair out 97% of the time. Um, I'm just not sure any longer 
where this world is going and no one is don't get me wrong I mean none of us can predict anything anymore but it's just very scary to raise a child in the social political um climate that we're in now it's 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 scary it's scary yeah, it's scary because it feels like there's not really, like, um, an outline for this. Like, history repeats itself, but now we're just in this very weird purgatory space of, like, something is about to give, some things are changing, but it's scary on both sides for everybody because it's been totally different. So, I just, you know, what comforts me at night, um, I'm just like, look, I'm sure every generation, because I remember being a kid, and I remember, like, the stuff being on TV in my uh, like for instance, like the whole WAP, you know, controversy or whatever. But I remember being—I remember when I was a teenager, and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera had that kiss on stage with Madonna, and how the Christians said that was the end of days. In my house, you would have thought Satan himself walked on the stage because, like, it was that. See, see, they're trying to push that mess on these kids. Got these girls kissing on stage. Uh, sermons. I remember sermons in church about it, like entire sermons um topic was based off of that like for months that was like a big deal mm-hmm. and so it's just like but look here we are you know what i mean i think that we just life is scary it changes it comes to us we deal with it we adjust and we keep it moving and so i think we'll be okay um i mean we turned out okay right <laughs> i mean now we got little nas x giving the double lap dances so i mean it just gets more interesting oh yeah i have mixed feelings about that too but we don't have to go there I'm curious. What are your mixed feelings? Don't tell me. I want to know. Um, I well, first of all, like the call me the song and like the video. I actually really enjoyed the video the first time. Anybody knows me is going to be like, what? But I. That's I how I feel. Like, like what? Because <laughs> I feel like as um, I hate. I don't need a term anymore. No, go for like, it. I'm just trying to think of the right word. A member of the community. <laughs> well, yeah, but. I don't want to say it just so brown. Like, I mean, just, just specifically, I would say black mm-hmm. um, came in with like the church and that whole mm-hmm. that whole dichotomy, whatever. Growing right, up in that situation, right. like your whole life, you're tormented with the whole idea of oh, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. Your your lifestyle is this, it's that. We accept you, but not the same. You know what I mean? That whole thing or whatever. So the idea of ascend- <laughs> ascending to heaven and then really, uh, you're getting, you're going to hell. Okay, well, I'm going anyways. I'm going to go fabulous and spin on a stripper pole. Like, I thought it, was, it made me laugh. And then, okay, the I like was- the way I like the way that you just said that because I didn't think of it in that context before. Yeah. So, yeah. For me, okay, it, I get for that. me it was, it was like a reclaiming. It was meaningful. Yeah. That, yeah. That's how I, and that's, that's very specific to me and my experience. I'm not saying that's what he was doing. That's just what I got out of that. Um, now, I do think the rest of it, the whole, like, the, the shoe thing and all that stuff, I think it's a little bit extra. And I think that that's just, he's, he is a product of this generation of trolling, of doing the most for the moment. And I think that it's just all a part of just how extra can I be to sell this? Because let's keep it real. Um, cute kid, cute little bop songs or whatever, but he's nobody's, like, maestro or, you know, deep songs you know what i mean there's only so long we're gonna write this little nozix right you know what i mean it's like a weird out yankovich kind of a thing so um i think that that's just all part of the fluff like i'm not taking it as serious as people are like launching campaigns and making it a whole thing and i'm like i don't think it's that deep i think this is a kid that maybe taking a little bit too far but i think that 
it started off from an artistic point of view, and that was just him, a kid doing the most, because clearly there's nobody reeling him in. But that's what I got from that. So not defending it. Take what you want from it. If you don't rock with it, um, anybody out there, I totally understand that. So far be it for me to be an apologist for anybody, especially the little Nas X. I'm not 17, so I'm not in his demographic. I don't. I don't even know what other songs he has besides this one and the cowboy one. So that's my take. No, I mean, and I'm with you. I think that my, uh, per usual, you and I have said this over and over. The stuff that we do, and by we, I just mean people that are different in general, honestly. Um, If you're gay, if you're a minority, whenever, you know, this group of disenfranchised people do something a little edgy, it's like it gets this crazy um, attention and everybody wants to tear it down, but did you uh, people who sing heavy metal looked at that and were like uh okay hold my purse like we've been there done that um Ozzy Osbourne was was made famous for eating a live animal on stage okay y'all are we are we forgetting this are we forgetting this and then you have people like Billie Eilish who have made recent videos with satanic references and imagery come on um but here we go we have a young black gay man doing the exact same bullshit but yet we are throwing him to the wolves and i'm like are we serious right now is this what we're doing why is it good for the goose but not for the gander we already know the answer the answer is just really really stupid and it's um which is why he's pushing it he's doubling down and pushing it to the extreme limits it's like well if y'all want to go here let's go there and I just think it's like, at this point, it's a tit for tat. Like, how outrageous can I be to make these people upset? Because they're already upset. Um, at the same time, the controversy is driving up the song. Because everybody's looking uh, to yeah, see what's going on. Yeah, I was telling that to a friend of mine the other day. They are like, oh, I don't think no one's going to buy those shoes. Or, you know, I don't think anyone's really looking at that video. I'm like, honey, controversy sells. Uh, he yeah. knows good and damn well that the more people that talk shit about him, the more views. I mean, he's already at over 50 million yeah. views just on YouTube. Um, it's just by osmosis. Like yeah. I don't, I don't follow him at all. I didn't. Well, I didn't prior to this. I I just recently followed him so I could see what all the scoop was about. So that tells you right there. I knew nothing. I knew the the old town road song, and I know he's had music out, but I don't. I really do not. I haven't heard any music by him. Well, see the thing and about so Lil this Nas song X... I heard about because all this mess, and so I'm just like, it's working. The only reason I knew about Little Nas X a long way back is because, as you know, I'm a barb. And he was a huge bar before he was Nas X. And he had a Nicki Minaj stan account that I used to follow. (laughs) Um, And then when I found out that was Nas X, I'm like, it just makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So funny. Um, But I will make one one more point about Lil Nas X and, like, the extraness of all this. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard Adam, was it Adam Lambert was on somebody's podcast you know i heart adam lambert don't we all we say his name here at off black and i stand you better sing um but yeah so he um first of all we gotta do a, a justice for adam lambert i just realized Amen. i did a whole american idol episode and didn't mention him one time sickening voice sickening voice i mean ugh. literally one of the best voices i've ever heard i mean so honestly him ended. him and daughtry had Two of the best voices that have ever come across that show. Oh, honestly, yeah, yeah. two of my favorite, in my top five favorites for mm-hmm. sure. Like, anyway, this isn't about them. It's Adam. You Lambert. need to be following the voice this season, by the way. I don't know if you are. I haven't. 
but damn, this season right now that they're in, OMG, that's all I'm gonna say. It's amazing, epic, okay. epic season. Paperclip, I'll circle back. I will check yep. it. I got it's on Hulu. So I, I've been meaning to like watch yep. the season. Do that. I'll catch up. <laughs> but yeah, so Adam Lambert, he's on this podcast and he was talking about like I remember when he when he like didn't win America. He got second place on American Idol, but he had arguably the bigger debut. Obviously, when you know it came time for famous time, you know what do you want from me? Like he mm-hmm. yes, he had his hits, but I remember he had this controversial performance at the American Music Awards. Where he was just like full glam rock, he had makeup on, and he's singing big high notes, and he kissed his uh, keyboardist that was a man, of course, and that was like I remember that picture was on the front of Tap Us Weekly, OK Magazine. I'm I'm at Walmart seeing it everywhere, and like, his album cover was like super controversial, and it was just like a headshot, but he had makeup on it, and it, and it wasn't like drag makeup; it was like rocker makeup, like. So stuff you will see in the eighties, like nothing out of the ordinary. And character. he's never done drag. He always wears rocker makeup. I, that was such a big deal at the time, and it was to the point where, like, uh, after that American uh, Music Awards performance, like people were banning him from places, and he was like that kind of affected, you know, the sales of the album. He was like, luckily, you know, the song, you know, took off and became a hit or whatever. He was like, but um, it was he goes people were saying it was just too much and she he goes if you look at it nowadays like what we have on tv that was absolutely nothing he was like sometimes you have to be too much so that the next person it's okay they're just enough i think i got that quote wrong but that's kind of how he said it he was like sometimes the, the first person that's doing somebody something is always gonna look like they're doing too much but the next person is like okay now they, they have something to go off of but when you never see that on tv it's just like of course you have to get too much and I kind of feel like that with Lil Nas X. I'm like, I feel like he's doing that right now. I'm like, yeah, he's doing a lot. But at the same time, I don't know any other young, gay, black, you know what I mean? Living open free with hit single, you know what I mean? Popular, like right. that. He's, he's the first of that, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's extra. He doesn't have anything, to, any, any template to follow. And probably nobody in his life is just like, go do this way. You know what I mean? I feel like he got lucky when he got on. And he's been just kind of rolling with it ever since. And I'm entertained by it. I'm not mad at it. But I think that's what it is. I think that there's way less harmful intent than people think there is. I just think it's just a kid doing a lot. <laughs> with a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's all. All right. All right. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just don't want to be, I don't know. I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying. I do not personally agree with the imagery, and that's just a personal thing. I think it's a, mm-hmm. a bit extreme, only because I I worry about the children. I don't know the 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 message can be misinterpreted or interpreted in a hundred different ways, and I don't want it to be interpreted as evil. Um, and I think that's more the fear that I have mm-hmm. um, is that think it misinterpreted as evil, and people do weird things because they saw something weird on TV or YouTube. Um, but either way, I wish that celebs would be more accountable um, for their actions. I remember Nas X recently tweeted, someone was like, oh, how'd you go from Old Town Road, you know, with all these little children as your fan base starting out and now you're doing this. Um, and they tweeted like uh, the little video of him like singing at one of the like school functions or whatever, Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. And then he answered back and he's like, Old Town Road is literally about drinking lean and like sleeping with multiple people or whatever. He's like, so if you let your kid listen to it, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with that, though. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I get where his fan base is. But when you come out, you can't help who your fan base is. I feel like this is a mm-hmm. job. Like, 
it's no different than clocking in and going to work. And if this is what I have to do to go make my money, then that's what I'm doing. But I don't think that celebrities are responsible for leading anything. Like we listen, we listen to all that shit growing up. Like fuck the police. Um, it ain't no fun if the homies ain't got none. Like it is, you know what I mean? Like it's it's up to the parent to, you know, foster that that network. It's always gonna be some mess out here. I just don't want to put that pressure on, like. Anybody, really, but especially, like, a kid. If you're looking at Lil Nas X to be, you know, your Sunday school teacher out here, I don't know what to tell you. You first messed up letting listen to that song in the first place. Oh, dear God. But, yeah, I don't know much about them, and I don't have kids, so I don't have a dog in this fight. But God bless everybody involved. All right. On that note, let's take a break and get into our newest episode. This episode is brought to you thanks in part to our friends over at Studio SMV. Studio SMV is not only your complete video and photography rental studio facility, but also offers great photo and video service for all your needs, including social media, business, and personal. Studio SMV is also a network membership studio club that allows media creators, photographers, producers, and directors a chance to become a member and get discounts on studio rentals, classes, gear, talent, and services. So if you're just starting out in the industry or are a professional looking for a studio to rent and call home, Studio SMV is the place for you. Yep, so head on over to studiosmv.com for more information and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Studio SMV. Now back to the show. All right, guys, we are back up in this thing. Thank you again for joining us. Um, why do I always do that? Um <laughs> take it away (laughs) all right (laughs) hey guys so it is our anniversary one year (laughs) after our inaugural episode i think our that was the 27th and today is the 31st that we're recording this so shout out to us for making it one full year don how are you feeling yeah i mean our our baby she is (laughs) uh fully weaned you know, eating baby food. She's off the teat. Yeah, finally, thank goodness, I got to get get my, you know, augmentation. Did you get your Birthday figure back? Day. Yeah, it'll be the last time. Oh <laughs> yeah, the joys of motherhood. Oh, are, you gonna, are you Nick gonna have any more kids? Um, oh, if he carries them. <laughs> right. Hello. What? Excuse. Those in my body again? No thanks. No Mariah thanks. holds no punches. I don't know why they even bother her. It was obligatory for me to have these kids. If, if it wasn't for Nick, they would have been surrogates. Right. Like, please get a life. Um, but anyway, um, so guys, we're going to do our top five favorite moments and or episodes and share with you guys. And if you guys have favorites, we want you to share them with us as well. Okay. So DM us on Instagram or tweet us and let us know some of your favorite off bike moments. So for me, I'm definitely going to start out with It's Only Right, our inaugural episode. Um, that's episode number one, and it's titled "Is This Thing On?" Um, and of course, because sentimental reasons, you know, we, yeah, we were we were trying to get it together and trying to figure out just what we were gonna do, what our style was, what our sound was, what our subject matter was gonna be. And the good news is, I don't think that we've deviated too far from where we thought originally like we did give this a lot of thought before just doing it yeah for um, sure. in, a, in our inaugural episode of course we talked about ourselves and 
how he came to be and like all the things and Auntie Rona. <laughs> um, but I just remember being, I was never nervous, but I was super excited. And we didn't know if we wanted to make videos or we wanted to do audio or we were just all over the place. But yeah, was, we were. But it was really, really good. And I was super proud of us. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite. My number one moment is definitely our very first episode. And yes, this thing is on and it's been on and we on, we doing it. Major, um, so I know we kind of like went down a whole rabbit hole. We did, but, but long story it. short, so I wanted to talk about Karuchi Tran briefly. Oh, Karuchi Tran faced backlash. Oh, um, she pl- she faced a lot of backlash um, for she was advocating against violence mm. against Asian people due to the coronavirus. Right, because y'all are doing the most against right. our Asian. So sisters. as we know, uh, she is like blackening you know so she's you know right. she's asian but she's also uh black i don't know which parent is which so i'm not going to speculate because i haven't looked it up right. but she is Malaysian. <laughs> let's just say that yeah all right so here's where she faced the backlash i think Blasian is better i think black and might get us canceled <laughs> that's very 90s oh. i don't think that's okay anywhere to say Blasian? <laughs> i don't know child let me uh, black and i love that i get that from chris tucker oh, remember man. he was on yes Rashad? he's like i'm, I'm black and Anyway, and it's hilarious, but it I'm just like, are we going to get canceled? No, uh, we're all right. So, the, is the Blazer community going to get upset that we said Black and East? The reason, you know, um, legend has it. So, yay! Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, excuse me. That is a really good one. Um, the episode is good. I listened to it, um, it not is. too long ago, and I'm like, we have not deviated too far away from no. what the intent was. So, it just goes to show, like... Our work ethic, our ideas, because we put we put in a good, I would say, six seven months yeah. of planning, mm-hmm. and I mean, even before that, it was you know a pre plan, and then the actual, we actually decided, okay, we're gonna do this. That might have been like September, October, yeah. and we launched in March, so like we didn't just jump out because people were like, oh, I'm gonna do a podcast and just start them tomorrow, and it's just you know, no shade, people, things work differently for different people, but I like to plan things. I right. like to have. Uh, you know, things I wanted like to have that, our. So. We wanted to have our logo. We wanted to have our characters. We wanted to have all the things. Um, a quality original beat. Shout out to Shawn Michaels. Shout out to Erratic Ink Art. I mean, um, shout out to Studio SMV, WXSJ ninety seven point three Sunshine Jam. Shout out to everyone that supported us and helped us along the way. Um, because Absolutely. we definitely, definitely appreciate it. Yeah, we had a lot of support along the way, and I don't know what we have done without it. We would have been, you know, we would have had something out, but no, I would have been, been beaten on the desk and humming. Yeah, <laughs> original music, yeah, um, yes. even like our ads and stuff. You know what I mean? Having sponsors, right. like we yeah. had those coming straight out, so um, it's a good feeling. So yes. happy to be here, and yeah, that was a good first pick. So, um, what's one your top five favorite moment? So I'm going in descending order. So I'm like least to greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine was actually least was I mean not least, but you know top five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my fifth one was actually the Sugar Bear episode that was I love pretty that recent. <laughs> um, and it's the episode. It was the specifically um, the Donald Trump being breaking barriers for white men uh, reality star <laughs> representation in Hollywood. It is what it is, but yeah, the movie is still good. Like Donald Trump made a lot of cameos in a yeah, lot, he's done a of, lot stuff of stuff in the nineties, especially. He did SNL. He's done, you know, radio. He did a lot of Howard Stern, like which I'm sure he. He was on the Fresh Prince. 
He was on the Fresh Prince. I think on the Jimmy Fox show. He was on the Little Rascals. The Little Rascals, yes. He was Waldo's dad. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And that was perfect casting, too. Yes. It was like, of course, you have this rich dad that is too busy for you. Yeah. And you're an asshole. pacifies you with, like, nice things because he's not a good dad. And, of course, he was, like, on his cell phone at the race. Not even. Not even making this. Acting. Give Donald his Oscar. Acting. Justice for you, Donald. You, you, Obama can never. You, you presidents wish you had. George Bush wishes that he had the range of Donald Trump. Listen, that's this is the most crazy that we're going to get on this show. You remember when Ronald Reagan tried to act and they gave him all that life? Didn't want to even make him be president because it was like, you were trying You're to be in actor. Hollywood. So you can't sit with us. Right. We're serious over right. here. We're serious celebrities. Yeah, you do all that Hollywood shit. Legit almost in his political career. Now it's like, we got reality shows as presidents now. Right. Hello. Come on, Trey. Come on, seeing yourself uh, representation. Come on, white man representation. Donald Trump is paving the way for white reality celebrities. If <laughs> he can do it, you can do it too. The oppressed. He he is the New York of. <gasps> yeah, he is. <laughs> Why did I get emotional? Because it's a. <laughs> It's a fact. He he is the HBIC. <laughs> Did you hear about him developing his new website since he I, got kicked off social media? Yeah, I sure did hear about that. And I hearty heart laughed. And guess what? It'll be successful. I stand. It'll be successful. And I'm going to follow it. I'm going to follow it. And I want y'all to judge me. I feel like now that he's out of the office, I can go back to secretly laughing at his ridiculousness. Everybody and their mama is going to be logging into that website. I wouldn't be surprised if it broke the internet. Why wouldn't you get on it? It's going to be hilarious. He's so entertaining. Like, he's just a ball of craziness. And he's a fucking dumpster fire. And you just want to watch it burn. It, you have to. It's like a car wreck you just cannot turn your head away from. I remember like the first like month that he was in office when they said that he hung up on the prime minister in Australia. Like, <laughs> I died laughing, but then I, I got chills at the same time. I was like, that's terrifying. This that's is scary. Australia. They don't mess with nobody. You hung right. up with that man? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't care. He does not. It made me laugh. I'm sorry. But the thing about Donald Trump shit is, is funny. he's been offending people his entire life. He doesn't care that you're actually powerful if he offended you. That's the thing. Everybody's like, the president, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. It's like, he's, he has not changed. The zebra does not change their stripes. Yeah. He's got a little more power now. The <laughs> He's still rude as fuck. He's still going to talk crazy to you. Hung up on that man. I said, not the prime minister. Yeah, like people's issue with Donald Trump always goes, I guess since he's been president, I will say, you know, they love to go racial. Like, oh, he's racist. He's a bigot. He's racist. He's racist. The thing about Donald Trump is it's Donald fucking Trump. Like, he's never been um, Winnie the Pooh. Like, he's never been Mickey Mm -mm. Mouse. He's not some kind of caricature. He's always been an asshole. Why are we acting as the... (laughs) Because it was all fun and games. And the, and you actually can start right. the chain and, and stuff. And the people's one, wallets and stuff right, like that. The one thing I will say about Donald Trump, to his credit, is that he is an equal opportunity offender. Yep. Don, I don't find him to be racist. I find him to be ignorant. Like, extremely yeah. ignorant. That's the truth. I feel like he's and, just me. I like me. Care. I like rich people. I don't like 
poor right. people. I don't like anybody that's not on my level. That's that's the vibe I get from him. I don't mm-hmm. feel like he is, you know, having clan rally meetings in his backyard no. the way they try to no. make it. No. I feel like he's just an, an opportunist. And when they started supporting him, he was like, yeah, whatever they're doing. Like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Is he going to get more votes? Like, he just jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, that, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he doesn't care. He's like anybody. So no. I'm not taking up for what he's done and what he said. No, I feel like he's just an asshole in general. Right. <laughs> and we knew that going into this. He's an um, equal opportunity offender. He does not care. Um, so and yeah. I, I offer this, this, this too as well. I feel like the only difference between Donald Trump and any other president we've ever had is that he didn't come up in the system of the, the, the you know typical presidency lines where you know first of all first, first of all people don't know that most of them are related some distant weird way that's a very weird fact um this one is cousins with this one and it's, it's a whole thing and then you go to the, the same school and you're in the same fraternity and then you're in the military and then you go it's a very particular pathway that you go not all of them have done it but most people do it the same kind of way he just kind of came bursting in but i feel like his demeanor his actions i feel like he's exactly like all the other politicians, it's just he doesn't have the training to not, you know what I mean? He's just like, just out here. It's like, it's like everybody, your ghetto cousin to like some nice soiree. It's just like, all right, I guess some sense when you get up in here and she's just talking loud and smacking her gums and, you know, putting greasy, her greasy hands all over the, the, the tablecloth. You know what I mean? It's like, he don't know how to act out of here. He just doesn't have that training, but I feel like all of y'all act like that behind the scenes. Not everybody, but most of y'all. Rich people. Yeah, I'm not, again, as we just said, we're not defending, we're just explaining. It is what it is. I don't understand the shock and awe that people get. I'm like, it's Donald Trump. Like, where have you guys been all Like, were, were you alive in the 90s? Hello. I don't Man, But yeah, that was it's my... It's just like the whole... It's just like WAP, you know, I'm so over that. I'm so over the shock and awe of that performance and of that song. Like, was there never a little Kim? Was there, was, I mean, what are we talking was about? Was there never a Madonna in 1984? Girl, tell the, the truth. Doing like a version and licking the microphone the, in lingerie. Hello. And moaning for like three minutes. Right. Just like, um, do you remember that song by Lil' Kim? It's like, I don't want it tonight. <laughs> of course I do. Right. I'm not going to say the rest. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's just like people do sexual things every every year. It's like super shocking. Back in the, you know, the 40s and 50s, it was shocking because Elvis was dancing with his hips. And so they had to shoot yeah. him the waist up. Right. You know what I mean? How dare you? And it just goes on. Remember, like you probably don't remember this, but I remember when Beyonce went solo and performed Crazy in Love at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And they tried to cancel her back then and said it was disrespectful because of the uh-oh dance. Like, right. the way it was too sexual for the Capitol's disrespecting right. feeling. You remember Michelle Obama stuff. showing her shoulder? <laughs> showing her shoulders. Oh. Disrespectful. Obama, we, um, Obama wearing that tan suit. Woo, that was bad about that. But we got Melania out here being butt-ass naked. News that, on the internet. And that's fine. <laughs> News online. When whenever Obama wore that cream suit for Easter, oh, that they, was terrible. They reamed him. Heads rolled. It was news for weeks. Yep. Like that he wore a tan. How dare you? <laughs> how casual? How disrespectful? Yep. It must be nice to just be so laid back when the the world is falling apart. It's like, right. Oh my god! <laughs> is that a tan suit? How right. dare he? What do you bitches really want from it? Yeah, yeah, like when I was looking at the Michelle Obama becoming um, documentary, which I loved, 
Um, I loved when they like, you know, straight up asked her, like, how did you deal with the disrespect of the people that, you know, wanted you to be an angry black woman and were labeling you as a man and like all these things, even to this day, they do that to Michelle and <sighs> I'm just so over it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how she stays with the amount of poise, dignity and class that she does. Um, it's just a testament to her character and who she is as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, being called a man, I think over and over and over being called, um, angry or, um, a monkey, it's it's every day for her. It's constant people. They never leave her alone. Um, they want her people with uh, mannequins of you and your husband with nooses around their neck, hanging up casually. I don't know how you keep your mental so strong. But I assume that what she does is surround herself with other strong women, which I, I'm sure that she does because I can see that. Um, and, you know, keep her faith because honestly, they did everything within their power to tie that, to tear that couple apart and they seem mm-hmm. even stronger. Mm-hmm. So kudos to the Obamas, still Here's, doing their thing. That's the thing with the Obamas now. Like I said, now I have not been shy about my feeling about politics here mm-hmm. and there. Yeah. And, but politics aside, yeah, just them as people, them just humans. In general, yeah. It's just there's a remarkable story, and I follow this story. I have not watched the documentary of it coming yet, but I I saw her live when the book came out. She did a book tour, and so I actually worked at this place where she actually came and did a uh, sold out show. I would have probably like front row, free seat to sit there. I wasn't serving nobody nothing. I put the tray down, sat down, and cried multiple times through it. Like it's just. She's just one of the realest people. You can feel her energy in the room, and just like her story is very honest. So I'm going to watch the documentary, but it's just like, I'm, I've been saving it up. I've been so busy lately. I'm like saving it for a day off when I can. It's bang. good. And I love how it starts out with like Kurt Franklin music. And like, <laughs> it starts out very gospely and like very normal. Um, I yes. love when they show like her brother and her mom and like her. Fa- and she's just so normal. You know, like she's just not any of those things that they wanted her to be so bad. Um, See, I think ooh, that so the Go Michelle ahead, Obama haters are more upset at the fact that she wasn't what they wished that she was. Mm-hmm. And that, to make you. They wanted her so bad to be ghetto. They yep. wanted her so bad to roll her eyes or, you know, just do, and if she had done one be sassy. thing, yeah, one thing out of place that was typical ABW, it would have been over. If she would have had an Omarosa moment or, you know, just said something out of place, like, ha, there it is. She ghetto. You see it, y'all. They're ignorant. They're, you know, they're 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 trash. Mm-hmm. But she never did. Michelle Obama don't even have a hair out of place half the time. I don't know how she that's, does that's the what thing. They they that's always when I was the point I was gonna make, like coming around is like it's interesting we're talking about the little Nas X thing because they are like the polar opposite of that, but it's the same kind of a thing. It's some when you are the first of something. You have to set the tone and you have two ways of doing it. You can, you know, ride the wave and go the extreme way, which is not right or wrong. You know what I mean? Because either way, it's like you have to make people comfortable, like, and stand up in your space. You can't apologize for being where you are. You can't do that. And they they have done it in the most, like, classy of ways, which is just, like, it's not one thing out of place and doing it not being scared. Like, I remember the inauguration, the initial one how they were, like, the first, I believe, I mean, you're wrong, but they were the first, like, first couple to, like, walk, you know, up to the White House, that, that you know, the, like, the long driveway. Like, they had the 
motorcade behind them and they walked and waved at every single person and it was a good like mile they were walking she had her heels on the whole time and it was like they were advised not to do that because they got so many death threats and they were like so afraid of like an assassination attempt or something like that they wanted him to be like in the car and covered up and they're like no we're not doing that we're gonna walk through here we're gonna be just fine we're here you know what i mean like deal with it like kind of a thing i just really really respect that yeah definitely their whole um inauguration and it was a moment it definitely was a touching moment for anyone of of color so yeah definitely a touching moment gotta give them that prompt so anyway moving on uh my next um top five favorite would be our most viewed episode (laughs) Um, and we titled it OnlyFans, and obviously y'all are nasty. Uh, <laughs> right that, for that to be the most viewed, <laughs> <laughs> right? And that was um, back in May of 2020. Um, I picked this one because it was pretty. It was a, it was a funny episode. Um, it was almost two hours long, um, and we just kind of went down um, what we were watching at the moment, binging. Um, and then we talked about, you know, shows from, um, I think in the description, we put like from Star Search to The Voice and all things in between. So if you remember, we were looking at like the ori- the origins of where those shows started, mm-hmm. which is one of our favorite subjects because we could talk about like music and shows all day. And all just, day. Yeah. So I love that episode. Um, like I said, it's the most viewed because we also, you know, we talked about OnlyFans and I think, Don, you have yet to open yours. Um, <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> but yeah, we just talked about those shows and how it came to be. And I, like I said, the reason I picked this because that's one of our favorite um, topics. Um, mm-hmm. Just like we were just talking about Adam Lambert and people have come from that. And how some of these um, shows don't even get their um, just due. I feel like American Idol is the gold standard of those kind of shows. Yeah. Like, I feel like they, they really did produce stars. They really did find And I stars. feel like American Idol did what these shows really aren't doing now. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is that they really dug to find talent. Mm-hmm. Like, they had real people, like, digging through, combing through cities. Mm-hmm. Now, you have shows like um rhythm and flow and you know the ex- i feel like they're just kind of like picking a city grabbing people picks the people yeah. grab and not really I like, not like the x-factor and not really combing through looking for talent american mm-hmm. idol did the work did the work to find yeah. real talent and these it was shows, real talent you really real these shows just the grabbing folks and throwing them on grab somebody throw them on, like whatever yeah. And then they're only, you know, showcasing people with like interesting stories for you to keep watching. Right. You know, so if you're just there and you you're wealthy and you're doing okay for yourself and you don't really have a sob story, they ain't gonna feature you. Like, oh wait. That's not interesting. <laughs> Your parents weren't killing a plane crash right. when you were two. Yeah. We don't want to hear you. You're not a single you. struggling mom with you know <laughs> oh. a sick mother and a dead dog. Like right. oh, we don't want to hear that. Oh, shit. Oh, your dad's not on drugs. <laughs> oh well, sorry. You're yeah. out. You're out. You're not making to Hollywood. Yeah, um, and it's that's it's why the, vo- the voice. I want to like it so much, but I can't really commit to an episode of it because it's so much backstory and it's so yeah, much it's like, oh, I'm here from Kansas and music plays. And they're walking down the, down the street, and I was like this whole like tape. That's what I low key did. Like, I low key music gave, saved my life. And I gave Cardi B a lot of credit when I did watch Rhythm and Flow. Because mm-hmm. she kept saying, okay, everybody got a sob story. Okay, like, we can't worry about they sob story. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Because I'm sick it's, of hearing it. I don't like, it's, <laughs> it's an unfair advantage. Like, yeah. obviously, we're going to feel for you when we're hearing that. But can you sing? Yeah. That's why on American Idol, I used to, I, I hated the backstory ones. And I hated the funny auditions. Like, yeah. 
I want it to be only people that can what sing. What you every mean? Pants time. on the ground is iconic. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, my family. Here's my whole family watching all the comedy parts, pants and here's me ground, just like pants on the ground. Looking like a fool. With your I'm like, I'm going the to the ground. bathroom. I'll be back when like people like, I can sing. Everybody's like, ha ha, so funny. I mean, I'm that like, that went so oh, viral that he, I think he actually made a music video for. Oh yeah, <laughs> he made money off of that. He did. Remember William Hung? She bang. She oh, bang. she bang. Yes. yes, he was like a legit celebrity. He for was a minute. for a minute. For a good minute, um, William Hung. Oh my gosh, he, I remember he performed on like the, they invited him to perform on the live finale. <laughs> yeah. I said, I know that's right. I didn't make your show, but I'm up here with you. That is how you turn that shit around. Too. That is how you flip that Look, shit. I'm looking at the, the finalists like, like she bang, she like, bang. We're both on the same stage, but you had to do this all this. I'm here with you. You were here the whole season. <laughs> I auditioned one time. Yeah. I mean, you, I went home and chill. <laughs> Oh, you've been working your ass off for 10 whole episodes? Oh, but I'm yet, sorry. We're both on the same yeah. page. Well, how does that happen? I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know you guys. The other day, when I was looking at The Voice and I'm watching Kelly Clarkson like do her thing, and I'm like, man, that is a success story. This girl has mm-hmm. an Emmy, a freaking Emmy for a daytime talk show. Who knew? Yeah. Like, who knew? You know? She was this little, tiny, little, scraggly thing. <laughs> Back in the day, mm-hmm. her and Justin singing their little song. <laughs> but who knew? And I am in love with Kelly Clarkson. I stand her. Um, oh, we say her name as well. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. She is, I like people, of course, who are genuine. And she is just yeah. that. She is who she is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. She's not changing when the cameras are off. You can tell that's literally who she is. Um, I love everything about her because you can tell that her heart is genuine. Um, she wouldn't hurt a fly. She would probably give you the shirt off her back. Like she's just that girl. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, definitely one of my favorite episodes because I think the success stories that come from these type of shows, it's so real. It's so um, authentic. You can't help but stand. So yeah, definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> Go back and watch uh, Kelly's um, audition on American Idol. Ugh. And you'll see the same person that you're seeing on the talk show. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, nothing gets changed. She just, this bright, this bright light walks in. First of all, I don't know if this part is true or not. Because I have, I'm a nerd. Um, I have the season one DVD of American Idol. Because back in those days, I used to really stand American Idol. But um, I think that she was there with, like, a friend. Like, her friend wanted to audition. And she was like, you should come. And she was like, oh, no, I don't know. And she was like, I'm going to do it. And a friend, like, really couldn't sing like that. I guess. Um, and so she was like, okay, I'll go with you and do it. And so she just did it. That's why she was so loose in her audition. It was like joke, joking with the judges and let me sit, like, sit in the chair with you guys. Like, like it was like she was, ar- she saw herself already as that. She didn't go in there being like, oh, I hope somebody can give me a chance. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like the most authentic version of yourself walking in being doing you. So you realize I'm watching it now, right? I imagine you played it in the middle of my monologue. <laughs> I mean, that was the end, but... You're so crazy. Oh, look at her. Look at Ryan Seacrest being all extra young. Right, with a frosted blonde tip. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Aww. I'm a big fan of you, by the way. Thank you I'm 20. I just turned 20 this April. Oh, my, and her voice is the same. Yep. What are you going to sing today? I'm singing Express Yourself. I'm Madonna. She sung Express Yourself as her audition? Don't need diamond rings or 18 karat gold. Fancy cars that go very fast. You know they never last. No, no. 
Cool beans. <laughs> Pause that real quick because this is this is a Mandela effect moment right here, right? Okay. So you you know the Mandela effect. They, people's like, oh, I remember things this way. I remember things this way. Mm-hmm. We live in parallel universes where things happen in different time and space. I don't know how to explain it, but I believe in it because I'm crazy and I'm woo woo. I never heard that version of. I never heard her sing "Express Yourself." I have the DVD, and she sings "Respect." for her audition well maybe they made her sing two songs because the audition is like three minutes long but i feel like i have watched. oh i'm sure that, i mean that happens but i've watched that on youtube so many times it was just recently when i was doing research for the b-spot episode of american idol catch that guys uh, episode seven um i was doing i was looking at that and i was like express yourself like i've watched this a million times so I don't I mm, it's weird. I feel like there's very strange. I think it's so cute that she's like sitting behind the desk and stuff. Okay, reel it in. It's a long it's a long audition. It is. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> we'll, we'll anyway, the, I'm done. The Give me your next top five moment. <laughs> so um mine was also from the OnlyFans episode. Okay. My number four. <laughs> this is the funniest one, specifically the one uh one hour and thirteen minute mark. Um where we're talking about my aspirations of running a brothel. Oh God. And uh <laughs> Kiki, you rinsed out that was oh, the funniest thing that I think. That was hilarious. That I know what you're talking gone about. Back and forth on <laughs> Are you rinsed out? <laughs> I know you can just clock back in, but you back oh, up. Snap. Go take care of Mr. Williams. Thank you. <laughs> That'll be sixty nine ninety five. You just wanted one hour, right? Nine ninety five. All right, then go ahead and get that. If we take cash out. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, guys, definitely go back and review. Um, we do manicures, pedicures. She oh do toes God. too. I'm dead. And all that kind of, you know, the kind of like job I aspire to have. But anyway. Oh my gosh, that was. I honestly Woo! like. I want to like get hit the industry, get right. my money, make my name, and then take my money and go open a brothel. <laughs> and be not? like, because why not? why not? A house full of bad bitches at your command, right. and you're like pimping them, but <laughs> you're like, like all these like rich, you know, European businessmen are coming, oh and you're God. like, Darla, take care of Mr. Williams tonight. Take like, <laughs> like that, that reminds you ever seen um, Harlem Night? If we have any Darla's listening, you ever seen Harlem Night? That like Della Reese's character? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Like really I got a, what'd she say? I got a bitch like pussy so good to throw it in the air <laughs> and it makes what she God, what is that line? Like, like that, she was like, you so throw it in the air and it makes sunshine or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> My life's aspirations is to stand is to be in the same to be Della Reese, honestly. <laughs> to stand there and say that to somebody and be like, so okay, here are our prices. Um, here's our girls. Kiki. Kiki. You, you rinsed out, you good? Are All right, you it's, your turn. Out? it's your turn. It's <laughs> your turn. You back you back up, sis. You back That's up. So I know you just clocked in, you just got <laughs> you back up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That was hilarious, dude. We have some funny ass corps in these freaking places. Um, episodes, yeah. it's insane to me. But y'all are gonna all uh eat your words, and I'll have the last laugh when you see you know Don B's. Well, I have a different name for it, but I'm gonna keep it for myself. I'll tell you off camera. Oh, but I have a full name for it and everything, but it's gonna be a very exclusive. Um, 
club for adult entertainment and <laughs> a spa, darling, a spa. Oh, dear God. I'm working on the verbiage, so it doesn't sound horrish, but you yeah. know what I'm going for. It's going to be a problem. Good luck on that. Horrish, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see where you get that license from, because baby. But <laughs> once, you, once you got the bag, what did he say? They make it for you when you get the coins. Right. Remember <laughs> <laughs> she was fighting with Claudia? Claudia said, that is not off the right way. The they don't queen. make it in your size. She is the queen of just, like, colloquialisms. Or, like... Yeah. <laughs> Little quips and comebacks. Oh shit! Now I gotta make my um, my favorite episode, our last one, where you were you were imitating that lady, that honey. That, I, that honey. almost made the list. That almost made the list. <laughs> I probably still just added in this honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> what was wait? What was the whole thing? It was. was <laughs> you gotta say it. We were talking about Real Housewives. I know. And um, it was me and these white women from work. And we were talking about, you know, the Beverly like, Hills Housewives. Yeah, we were talking about the Beverly Hills Housewives. It was a normal conversation. Like, oh, my gosh, Kylie's so funny. Oh, Lisa, haha, she's crazy. Remember when this happened? And we're having a regular conversation. And then I'm like, oh, I love Atlanta, too. And they're like, oh, huh. yeah, that needy, she's so funny. She's always like, don't touch my hair, honey. And I was like. When has she ever said that? And it just went on. She had, she stood up and was doing the body movements. Rolling like, ooh, ooh, don't get my hair. Patty. Cringy. So crazy. Basically, every black stereotype, they, it was like saying that with like this overly countrified voice and like the swerving of the neck. And I'm like, Nene's never said any of those things. Like, that is not how she acts. Oh, my God. I'm going to run. I got to quit this job. I got to quit. I'm black. Is it legal for me to work here? Like, I'm black. I want to leave. Why are like, you quitting? Because I'm black. Like, morally, I feel like I have an obligation to put my two weeks in after this. Right. Like, this, this can't be okay. I don't know where we're going, but it's the hilarious. Speaking of, totally off subject, but I just had to make you laugh. So, I'm talking about jobs. I, um, the job that I, I was like, oh, I started a new job here, blah, blah, blah. Um, update so the new job that i started guys (laughs) i I couldn't wait to leave it was a freaking hellhole the place was horrible so i got a job offer someplace else this past friday not to whatever a week ago i got a job offer and so the the moment that the lady called me to give me the job i like typed up i sat at my sat in my office got my little laptop typed up my little notice, printed it out, and slapped it right on my administrator's desk. And I'm like, um, yeah, this is effective immediately. Like, no, I'm not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about it. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I can't make this better for you. Um, Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks for everything. Thanks for the memory. And I started just packing up to walk out. And he's like, you're leaving now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think it's better this way. (laughs) Goodbye. So yeah, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Anywho, moving on. Listen, everybody that knows me knows I'm quick to walk out on a job. Yeah, because nobody think, got I, time for that. I think I maybe put my notice in on like two jobs. I'm like, bye, I'm out. Love y'all. Seriously, Be nobody blessed. got time. So anywho, my next favorite episode was episode 31. Um, and we called it Cheater Cheater pumpkin eater <laughs> oh but that was a good one um and i chose that one because we went down our list of our favorite personal anthems um i remember one of mine was like um just fine by mary j because oh yeah. yeah 
hello um that's definitely like my everything anthem um anyway um and we talked about you know why do people cheat um and is it ever like justifiable what do you consider cheating these are all of course some of my favorite subjects because i can go deep when it comes to relationships because i've been through some things but anyway (laughs) 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 triggered (laughs) triggered um but i think we also um i remember in this episode the funniest part was that i didn't know who macklemore was <laughs> oh my gosh and i put and that I was, in the caption who like, the fuck is macklemore yeah and i think in the in the description you put like and who is macklemore <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was really funny i was calling him something else and i can't remember what it was i was calling him <laughs> oh my gosh that's a really good episode though it's a like really that. good episode. It's a really good episode. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favorites. Um, the subject matter is really good. The fact that we did the anthem thing was really unique. Um, some of our, some, the fact that we continue to come up with new subjects is just shows how endless amount we can talk. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's that is the true. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's a problem, a good thing, a bad thing. Well, it's, it's, like... it's a good thing when you're doing a podcast. We're not one. Of, yes. We're not those people who have to sit around all week and like, oh god, what are we? Gonna... It's like I can literally call you today and be like, what are we going to do? So, oh, da-da. all right, let's do it, and that's it. Yeah. We don't have to be like because we like to talk. <laughs> we like to talk. It doesn't matter what the subject is. Right. We'll go in on it. For... Tell us we're going to talk about paper clips. We will figure it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and in the middle, you'll laugh. You'll get a sermon. You'll get emotional. <laughs> Like I once bought a hundred pack of paper clips, and they weren't really the metal kind; they were more like the plastic kind. And just... I mean, literally that. You know, I got a reference for everything. I'm just like hmm, paper clips. Right. All right, let me take y'all back to 06. So, <laughs> no. long story short, and then it's a five minute story. <laughs> right, and only two seconds of it had to do with paper clips, but they were in there. That, only two seconds, but that was it. Just was a catalyst into the main. It was point. good enough. But you were blessed somewhere in the process. <laughs> And the five minutes you heard is after I edited three minutes out of it. Right. <laughs> Don't focus on the messenger. You might miss the message. <laughs> see, see, see. Come on, somebody. Because, <laughs> like I said, for me, that emotional cheating that is is fighting words. Like, <laughs> let me catch you smiling at the phone too long, or <laughs> who are you laughing at? Who is that? Like, who are you talking to that just got all your attention while I'm standing in the room? Like. Yeah, I do. I have always felt that emotional cheating is worse than physical. Mm -hmm. Um, I am. Because you can't compete with that. You can't. And that's the tough part because there is something. Now, when it comes to that, you have to realize that there is something that that person was lacking that they found in someone else. Um, Because when it's emotional, sometimes it Mm -hmm. just means that perhaps you were too busy. Perhaps there were things happening with your partner that you weren't paying attention to, you know, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they found someone that was, you know, oftentimes we forget that, you know, you want to do whatever it was you did in the beginning to keep the person to get the person to keep them. Right. Um, And we get really, really comfortable and we forget that part and someone else being brand new isn't going to. Um, So. Mm -hmm what you're sitting there lacking and forgetting and not realizing that you have someone else very willingly is going to. Um, and that's something that, you know, a regret that we all have sometimes, you know? (laughs) 
Hey guys, just want to take a minute to speak about one of my favorite things, Apple Podcasts. Apple puts thousands of free podcasts at your fingertips. You can easily find and enjoy your next favorite on your iPhone, iPad, computer, or Apple TV. From automotive to news, fitness to pop culture, there's a podcast for everyone. I personally subscribe to 10 different podcasts so far, and I love the variety. That's right, guys. Apple Podcasts has so much to offer with their streaming app. You can enjoy podcasts by downloading them directly to your streaming device and listen to them anytime, anywhere. You can also create personalized stations from your favorite podcast on iTunes and the podcast app. And since iCloud stores your personalized stations, you'll always be up to date on all your devices. So don't just take our word for it. Download the Apple Podcast app in the App Store and start the search for your second favorite podcast today. And let them know who sent you. Now let's get back to the show. Hey guys, this week's episode is also brought to you in part by Valentino's Floral. Designer Brandon Williams brings an unparalleled vision and artistry to the world of floral design. Whether you need a beautiful bouquet for your loved one or flowers and decor for your wedding or event, visit valentinosfloral.com and together you can create something extraordinary. You're welcome. So anyways, give me your next one. Uh, My next one down was, wait, we're number three now? Oh, yeah, my number three. I'm not counting. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the um, God Bless This Mess episode, when Ugh. we did, specifically when we did the uh, offbeat, uh, like our gospel anthems. Oh, yeah. Our favorite gospel songs. That was a lot of fun, just going over that. Yeah, because I remember I chose uh, Be Encouraged. That was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we have, we, that's one of our songs, um, for sure. I had, like... Um, I think I had Near the Cross and um, All Things Are Working. And yeah, it was just an inspirational episode. I feel like we talked a lot of mess on this show. So it was nice that that one was like specifically, I mean, we got a little messy. We read uh, Dr. Bobby Jones, Bless His Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was deserved. But outside of that, I think that it was a fun, like, uplifting episode. So that was my number three. That for me. Mm-hmm. I do not like um, secular gospel crossovers. I remember when I was growing up, there was a group called the Gospel Gangsters. You remember them? Yes. I never liked them. And I was a little kid. And we had, I, they my, came to our church One of my least favorite things to do is when people take a secular song and try to convert it into a gospel song. Hate it. The only song I ever liked, and I can't remember who, I want to say it might have been... Um, Tone, the gospel artist. Mm-hmm. It might have been Tone. Someone remade "Love" by Music Soul Child and and substituted the word "Lord" mm-hmm. um, and made it. Into, it it's a really good song, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, he could okay. sing his ass off. So uh, yeah, I think it was sure Tone, but it was awesome. Like he he killed that, and I was like, okay, I'm not mad at that version. Yeah. But I hate when people take like that Salt and Pepper song, and they were like, "What a guy! What a guy!" And I was yeah, like, "Why are like, we doing this?" I hate it so. <laughs> Much. And even when Kirk Franklin like stomp, I was like, I was with the old people that were just like, yeah. what's this? <laughs> These kids like stomping what? You had to be stomping for Jesus. What's this devil music? I wasn't like that. I just felt like it was really kind of corny. It, at the time it was. At the time it like, was. I don't like, I hate it when I was in church. And they will always do something, quote unquote, for the young people. Yeah. Anytime it was like some fast, That's some beat so or whatever, oh, we do this for the young people. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to do any of this. The old people shit is fine with me. Like, <laughs> It just sounds so corny all the time, and it's like, ugh. If I want, if I want to dance and get and get high, I got music for that. I want to go to church. Yeah, I want to stop and clap, but I'm not trying to like twerk up in here. No, I was like, trying to join the deacons at devotion. Tell the truth, thing. you old soul. I am old soul. <laughs> what is this mess? Turn this off. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's how God's property was. Don't be, are you with me? No, I'm not. I'm far, far away. All right, all right. That's a good one. Um, My next one would be Men in Black. And that's um, episode 28. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it because... um we talked about um what was going on in nigeria at the time uh with sars and the whole breakout which we don't hear much about anymore oh scary um we talked about some spiritual rituals um and then of course we named it men in black because we talked about life outside of earth or do you believe that um an extraterrestrial life or life you know outside of earth um but i think the funniest thing that we talked about was j-lo coming out as a proud negrita <laughs> In that episode. speaking of topics that we haven't heard anything about since right. uh, she really tried that after latina bullshit listen my niggas my niggas but they don't hear me though if you want to just say that anymore, just say that, girl. We don't care anymore. Like, that was so 2001. Like, <laughs> not this. And here, I feel like I talk so much shit about J-Lo on here, and I just don't. I don't I give want, a shit. It's well-deserved. I, I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's deserved, and I want to understand deserved. the depth of well, the well of love that I had for Jennifer Lopez back in the day. Right. Like, it knew no bounds. So <laughs> I am allowed to be justified in my hurt and my betrayal. And yeah, it is what it is. Be blessed. Because of her past, um, as we both have talked about extensively. What is she to? What is what are her crimes against uh, Ashanti okay, this time? If it's not Ashanti, it's the next black woman. But um, J Lo, <laughs> I just I don't know if she j- at this point in her career. I'm gonna be honest. I just don't think she gives a damn. You know, um, because she's mm-hmm. been accused of appropriating or misappropriating or you know using black women to further her career without giving them any credit for a hundred a hundred times by now you would think that's something Mm -hmm. that would be you know kind of beneath her at this point to even continue to make references to the black community in any sort of negative way j-lo is miss all lives matter let's us not forget um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's really hard for me to at this point have any more respect for her i'm gonna be honest i i like her work ethic you know i think that she works hard i'm not gonna take anything away from her um but i think that a lot of her success would not be if it weren't off the backs of other black women so anywho today jennifer lopez has been accused of again appropriating black culture um, she's been accused of it for years, um, but this month, a line from a new song called Lonely, it's a Colombian singer, Maluma, so it's a mostly Spanish-speaking song, um, where mm-hmm. she refers to herself as a Oof. black woman. Maluma, mm-hmm. baby. Maluma. Oh, my goodness gracious. Sorry, for a second. Gather yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, right, so she refers to herself as a black woman in the song. Yeah, oh. the, act, the the line in question goes as follows. So in Spanish, it's siempre serás tu negrita del Bronx. In English, it roughly translates to I'll always be your little black girl from the Bronx. Okay, <laughs> so wait just one second. Because I saw that on Twitter and I bypassed it thinking it was oh, just like no. a joke. Somebody like put a, an Azalea Banks meme on it, and I was just like, ha ha, people are so dumb, leave J-Lo alone. I scroll right past it, because surely she did not do this. Um, and in what? recent years, you know, we've seen a surge of representation, you know, when it comes to Afro-Latin entertainers and public figures highlighting 
mm-hmm. you know, intersectionalities of the black and brown experience. Um, but many have pointed out that Lopez has never claimed to be Afro-Latin, nor is she. Um, she is not Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. She is very much more um, the, the what they would call like gringo, Latina. She's just not. Like, just mm-hmm. not. Um, and I don't, I just, I don't know. At this point, like I said, I am really, people are considering it, you know, the lyric to be a literal slap in the face for every black woman, but especially for the Afro Latinx and Afro descendant people, um, who, you know, Mm -hmm. are trying to get out there and do use, you know, slang like that to, you know, talk about themselves. Because Nagrita is more of like a mm-hmm. term for, you know, a Spanish girl with dark skin. And, you know, she already in 2016, like I said, drew plenty of criticism for her All Lives Matter post and the song mm-hmm. Firestorm that hit when she did the song with Ja Rule where she, you know, said the N word. Yeah, at this mm-hmm. point, like I said, <laughs> um, I just don't feel like JLo does anything on accident, you know. Um, I do know that she knew quite well being bilingual exactly what she was saying and she was comfortable with it you know there was nothing she didn't feel like mm-hmm. there was something wrong with saying what she said how do you feel about it j-lo is in the same boat as like justin timberlake with me yes i don't you don't get a pass just because you're cute okay you don't get a pass just because you're light-skinned or white i don't care you don't get a pass if you do wrong you did wrong own that shit only until recently has Justin been sort of owning his shit. Mm-mm. And I'm sorry, 20 Mm-mm. years later, I don't give a shit. And you're not even owning it. It's not good enough. No. Like, um, here's the thing. I, I made this point. Um, also, I was talking about on another podcast. I was talking about um, Gwen Stefani. I was like, have you know, y'all noticed that people have been trying to come out for years, now that everybody's woke, it's like, Gwen Stefani was appropriating black culture, Latino culture, and Asian culture, and the Harajuku girls were like her backup, and they were all Asian. No, really, no idea. Have you noticed that Gwen Stefani is minding her business, is working, and hasn't said one word about that? It's like, we assume that that was a different time, and we've all grown since then, Mm -hmm. so we'll leave it alone. But it's like, with the two of them, with Justin and Jayla, they have to keep doubling down and coming out and explaining stuff, and it's just like, you're just in a deeper hole. Well, because they're going to continue to rip off the culture. That's what they Because they're going to continue to do that. And with Gwen Stefani, I feel like that was, we talked about appropriation versus appreciation. I thought that was genuine, like, creative, you know, shit she was coming up with that was fun. you have to go with the time that you're in, okay? If that's the case, then Missy Elliott ripped off cultures. Come on, Wayne Chain Chain, do yeah, the same thing. If we're gonna go there, then let's, let's go, there. go there. We can't have one thing be okay for one group of one sector of people and one thing not be okay. Are we gonna pretend that Gwen Stefani wasn't that bitch when she left? No doubt. Thank you. Cut it out. Cut it out. Um, we were, you were, we you were, were standing. And when Y'all she got with Eve, and when she got with Eve, she had a black card. Cut it out. The girl all over the world. Right, and right. Right. That one. She uh, was that bitch. Let me blow your mind. That was
niggas was like, come into our bosom now. Right. And I love her still. And she's like still. 50. <laughs> yeah. And people still do. Like, what's funny is still that. But people try to bring that stuff up and she didn't feed into it. She was just like. No, she's a class act. She's we a class moved act. on. She doesn't do that. <laughs> she doesn't indulge it. Um, if she does, she, she goes home to her rich country husband and minds her business. <laughs> Which is still crazy how he pulled that. But they're happy. Blake, Blake Shelton is, is that man. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I just uh, because it's Gwen. I feel like she just. I feel like she married him, and now she had to just go like, oh, let me go settle down and be like. No, she has new life. music out. She has a new video and everything. It's not the same, no. Well, like, no, but she's a lot older too. Let's not. Yeah, Let's... I know. I'm, I'm being one of those those yeah. people that's like trying to hold on to like your former self. It's yeah, you gotta like, let that go. I liked it better when you were just like you know wearing lip liner and had your hair and like bantu knots and was just yeah and i've been hearing um low-key rumors about beyonce kind of like taking a hiatus for music but i think that that's smart for her oh yeah i mean i I, feel like i feel like she has nothing left to prove yeah that's very smart just because because when she does the inevitable you know bomb drop three years from now whenever it is it's gonna stop time you know what i mean even more because she's gonna be on her thing so i think it's what deserved like i think it's actually smart like but it was just just something i heard just something yeah. I heard. um i definitely feel like at this point 20 years in the game she can be a legacy artist she doesn't have to do um a whole lot she can go take a page out of mariah's book figure it out and just do her thing like take your time um, not everybody is going to be a Mariah Carey because she's so calculated and just so good. <laughs> the way she markets herself is so mm. perfect. Um, it's funny you say that because I was um, talking about Usher the other day and I was saying how he's in his like in-between stage. Yeah. Like people are, it, it's it's fun with the memes and people try to make Usher jokes or whatever, but every artist that's like a major big artist, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Usher was in his prime, like the guy, um, everybody has that mid thirties to mid forties kind of a weird space where like the new 18 to 24 crowd don't really know you like that to them. You're old. Your parents listen to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're old to them. They're like, whatever you're over. And then we've got your core fans. We've gotten older. So we only see you one way. Gwen Stefani, we talking about some, I miss the band too nuts. You know what I mean? She has a whole new music out. She's a whole new woman. She's, you know, a whole new life now, but it's like, your favorite kind of stays where we first (laughs) loved you at. And then the people that are older than you, they were never on board in the first place. So there's always a weird in-between stage. And then you get to like the legacy era where it's like, oh, your music is popular again. Everybody's sampling it. The, you know, the uh, Usher challenge literally is happening now. Like you start getting the challenges and the TikTok and all that stuff. And that's why you get to that point. So I think that, but also my Beyonce, I feel like she's pretty much there. There's, there's going to be no in-between stage. It's like she could chill tomorrow. <laughs> so, because what else could what else do you have to accomplish? Like, when yeah. you've been the most for this long, the like... most awarded female artist of all time. There's nothing yeah. left to accomplish. She's done it all. I mean, unless she's gonna go win that Oscar, <laughs> she's done it all. Oh, she's not giving up. She gets that. You know, she wants that bad. <laughs> she's gonna get that. Oh, she's not giving up. She's gonna it. It's gonna be best original song, best original screenplay. So... <laughs> yeah. She's making documentaries. She's gonna get that out. I mean, people are big mad that Blue Ivy has a, a Grammy due to Brown Skin Girl, though. Listen, y'all can hit on an icon all you want to, but what are you doing? Like, right. When were you ever? Right. Like, she would have a fucking Grammy. I said, listen, let's all do better, please. Don't you wish? <laughs> you just wish she was your mom. 
Uh, <laughs> he will be. Right. So, anywho. Um, is it on me or you? I'm trying to remember who even threw that one in. <laughs> that was... My number three was the gospel one, and then you did the men in black. black. Yep, so it's on you. It's on me for number two. My negrita. Uh, number right. Uh, my number two is Little Fires Everywhere. Yes. Uh, it was hard for me not to choose that one. <laughs> yeah, that's my segment. My number two, my descending order, my favorites, because I feel like our breakdown. Uh, if you guys are following this, the episode is called Little Fires Everywhere, and it's specifically the hour and 31 minute mark. Uh, we start going in, breaking down the show for like 20 minutes. So starting now, you had time. Um, <laughs> uh, Reese with a spoon, the whole thing eight. with, first of all, eight. Like, eight. I was just like, my heart Please. was pounding the whole time. Um, give her hit me now. But give this woman all her flowers for this. Just the ending of the episode. And just her whole breakdown. And it's like this it's like I have never related to a white woman more <laughs> because I uh, understood like I don't know, both of them okay, the, the the crossover of the show is just amazing. It's amazing. Both of them were are, are running from old pain, yep. Carrie and Reese mm-hmm. in two totally different ways. And they both made like not weird decisions around like their daughters you know yep. what i mean and deciding like, why they're doing what they're doing exactly like the carry that thing we'll get the carry it's so deep. About reese okay right let's now. break down reese first so reese first mm-hmm. like when they did the backstory second of all the backstories <laughs> the young versions of the people what spot one how that that uh, that it's, young, it's the young adult of reese but have you ever seen reese with this one's actual daughter Looks just like her. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that might have been her. I was like, let me look yeah. up. Is that her? I was like, no. Well, first of all, I thought the kids looked like her already. I don't know who kids. did the I'm casting. Like, who casted this? But whoever casted this yes. needs an Emmy for the casting. Yes. I was the like, kids look like her. Damn. But the young version of her, I was, have you ever Spot seen? On. Have you ever seen Election? No. Oh dang! I think I've seen this before. It's a resurgence movie from like back. She was young. Okay. Back in the day, but when I was watching this girl it act, like her. It, it, she she was active. so in the movie election and Reese is like a Leah Michelle kind of character. She's like an annoying like um, prissy like school. Yeah. She, she's running for president of school or whatever. She's mm-hmm. annoying to everybody, but she's just all about me me me. Mm-hmm. But the way she talked and acted, that was exactly what this girl. I was, I was like, she must have watched some young Reese it. movies. She, she killed, killed it. it. The Carrie Washington young one. She play. I knew her from The Shy. She plays on The Shy. She okay. she's she's one of the main characters. But she is amazing. She had her facial expressions and everything. You can tell down. she actually studied she Carrie. She studied though. Carrie. She st- I was I was impressed with that. Down to the facial expressions. I was literally so and not only, just the way that her eyes would fixate on yeah, things. They fixate. So Carrie. And Carrie does that thing when she's like, yeah. And she like, you know what I mean? Like she's so expressive she, with like her head movements and stuff. I'm like, that was a Carrie move. How did you do that? I don't know. This this I told you. I told you before. That this was the first piece of cinema that I watched that encapsulated yeah. me. I was completely just in there with, like, I was in the house with them. <laughs> I felt Draw the frustration. The, the thing you're saying about Reese is why she's so relatable is because Reese's character sheds a light on, I think, something that when we get to a certain age, mm-hmm. we can right. all relate. I didn't even get to that point yet. <laughs> but, but that's ahead. the truth. Yeah, yeah. But our breakdown was, was so good. Show. The, the show changed my life. It was that good. 
I, I need to rewatch it actually. Some time has passed enough, so I should probably like just rewatch it again. Get a good dose. That was a good show. Reese with this one, shout out to you know the realest white woman I've ever met. Mm-hmm. She yeah. just really did her thing on that show, and just, it was uh, crazy good. And I, I wish they just made it a motion picture. Yeah, I would have sat in the theater for six hours and watched yeah. that. Damn sure would have. And I remember trying to like beg you to watch, it and you're like, "Okay, all right." And you're like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "You're gonna be glued. Like it's gonna be hard to walk away." I texted you the night that I finished, and I, and I think all the text was the text just said, "Little fucking fires everywhere." <laughs> so I started binging, I started like, binging I a know. new show. Huh? I started binging a new show. Have you heard of Firefly Lane? Mm-mm. It's good. It's got the girl. From Grey's Anatomy. What the hell is her name? Um, which one? The white girl? The cute one, yeah. She's Catherine like Heigl? she's an OG. Yeah, Heigl. Yeah, I like her. She's one of the stars of the show. Okay. Um, it's really, really good. Check it out when you get time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I trust your suggestions. I'm I've never they're never wrong. I don't no, know it's, it's, <laughs> it's good, but I can I feel like it's getting better. At one point I feel like it kind of slowed down and then you're kinda of like, okay, what's happening? And now it's like picking back up, but it but the plot line is really good. Like the storyline, the storytelling, it has a little bit of a kind of this is us vibe to it with the going back and forth in the time periods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that this is us kind of set a precedent with doing that, and people want to do that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I get it. They killed it the way they did. It. Seamless. Man, this is us is everything to me. I fell off of this is us. Only <laughs> I can admit it's the the um, emotional toll it takes on me. <laughs> Well, I, the, I, I can say this that lately the new episodes aren't as emotionally draining the the first and second season i think are the hardest um yes. now i think it's just kind of you know a lot of storytelling which is good um and not so much the tear jerky i can't stop sobbing uh, <laughs> yeah i'm not letting it go i'm gonna catch no, i'm gonna it's, it's, it's gonna be a saturday morning oh thing. yeah That's gonna be my you have to have a free day a free day to devote to it and just sit and finish yeah. it yeah and I got to, like, be in the right headspace. But the last time I was watching it, I got, like, halfway through the second season. And I was like, I can't take one more scene. I got to go outside and pray. I'm like, so okay. <laughs> uh, But it's, it's an amazing show. It's a, so, I mean, it's, it's a perfectly written yeah. show. And, I'm, of course, like you know, I'm... Mandy Moore is an icon, as we said. Uh, we've already stated <laughs> our love for her. We say her name as well. <laughs> like, for, we, we forever say the name of Mandy Moore in this house. I'm missing her, like, handy. Um, so Always. <laughs> Listen. All right, so my next one would be, and this is my last one, right? Yeah. Your number one? Yeah, my number one, or my number five. I think I went ascending order. So, yeah, it's my okay. number five. Um, So, mine would be an off the record, and that's no sex in the champagne room. <laughs> um, right, because I'm nasty as hell. Of course. Um, we were, I almost picked that one. We were definitely drunk during this one, 100% drinking. <laughs> oh, I go back and listen to it. <laughs> Well, I'm sure I was at least wasted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We This was um, a, a show about sex. I mean, long story short, um, we went in depth, into depth about some embarrassing sex horror stories, our first uh-huh. times, a, a fantasy that we've always wanted. Uh, <laughs> I think in the in the um, description, you put, like, get your Jergens ready. <laughs> <laughs> your fist full of Jergens lotion. Get it ready. 
so yeah no sex in the champagne room is definitely one of my top because we when we're drinking and we're just talking it's always a good time it's always hilarious um and that's about two hours long too but that's episode 30 if you're looking for it guys it's really really good if you need something to listen to while you're working out or taking a walk or just you know cleaning your house turn it on for a good laugh but make sure the kids aren't home Hmm, what I want to Are you just today. not getting any Don? Tell the truth. Sex. It's been a right. Little while. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It has it been okay. since? Um, it may have been. No, I've, I've. Ah, uh, so it ain't been that long. <laughs> I mean, it was long enough. <laughs> Shoot. Listen. Look, if you're anything like me, I get it. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I had just a touch of love a few weeks ago, but just a touch of love. What song is that? Just a little bit. You don't know that song? I was referring to Just a Touch of Love. Yes, just two different songs. Two love. different songs. That's where I was going with that. I was hoping you would catch songs. it. So. Yeah. That was disappointing. I know that one too, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yours. Sorry. That's Key Sweat. Just oh. a little bit. <laughs> you, you could be drinking a high life. <laughs> the, one you're singing, the one you're singing, I always think of Sister Act. <laughs> That's the only reason I know it from. Sister Act. <laughs> and I own that part. Right. That's the part playing in the scene. Same here. So, anyways, I'm glad at least caught the reference. But, no, I definitely Yeah, don't. I want to talk about, like, you know, taboos. Yeah, I was like, do we, do we want to call it Just a Touch of Love? <laughs> we can. Just a Touch of Love. <laughs> Bitch, if you want these legs caught, don't cock them up. Like, <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you want Listen. me to do. And I can't stand that. Like, yeah. ugh. You just got to take control. I, 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 you got to go into basically, it. Basically. Like, look, I'm I just end up now. turning myself. Like, listen, I'm just going to turn over. Because <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> that is the perfect. <laughs> it's time for me to go back and revisit those old ones. I had those. There's a, there's a bunch of them that it's hard for me to go back and listen to because <laughs> it's like, ugh, I was being a little bit too vulnerable. This is embarrassing. How And none of that sex when we were acting a fool. Right. But. After doing this, after you gave me this topic and I was going back finding these episodes, I'm like, I had to start the season all the way from the beginning again because we've had some really funny things. We did. this episode, I was literally laughing out. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> it's because you're probably thinking of what we were doing in that moment and how we got yeah. it. And it just makes sense. how we even got to that yeah. point. And it's just like, we are so ridiculous. But um, yeah, that, no, that's a good one. I'm going to go back and listen to that for sure. It is. It's a good one. I told you, like, I've had, um, I never had this one guy who was trying to, like, holler at me and I told him I had a podcast and I sent it to him and all he kept texting me was about the podcast like when is the next episode when are you gonna drop a new episode I've listened to all the episodes I'm like you're goodbye you better have fans you better have a stand club that was creepy <laughs> what are your stands gonna be called yeah. the artist the artist <laughs> can call artistry oh. your fan club is the artist yeah hey artist yeah. Tune in to Black. Too bad we can't give you a beehive because Beyonce already got it. <laughs> it's hard to be taken, but um, I'll figure mine out. Mine will be like, I don't know, the kennel or something. something. Oh, dear God. <laughs> the, the petting zoo. Something related to the barn. I don't know. Something related to the barn? Something related to lambs. Oh, God. I feel like it's lamb adjacent. So You want to be in the lamely? Yeah. The, the, I don't know. The shepherds, the sheep. I, I wonder pasture. who started that. Thing to name your fans. Who started that? You know who started that? Who? Well, okay. So I don't know who. I think who started was technically like the Beehive, but the first fan group 
to actually call themselves something was the Lambs, like back in the nineties, because um, uh, okay, we'll give you a little history. I mean, I love our little history lessons. So back in the nineties, um, like I was like early nineties, Mariah and Trey Lorenz, who's still her background singer, uh, they called each other Lamb. That's like their, that was their nicknames for like the background singers. They were like, "Hey Lamb, hey Lamb," and so fans would hear that at the concert, and it became like a cult kind of a fan thing and so we started you know the lambs started calling themselves lambs like the fan group and started sending her lambs and stuff like that and so it just became its own thing and then once you know everybody started naming their fans then she just leaned into it and was like okay what was the lamb but that has been a thing since my whole life ever since i've known of that has been all oh, the lambs and the fans and i think the beehive was the first one the beyonce you know fans were the first ones to make it like revolutionary and like branded as a stand you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then we had the monsters and the katie cats and the rihanna navy and team what breezy the and was the cat? that was katie perry's little oh no thing. she could have kept that to herself the Britney Army. I I want to do. I, I, we talked about doing an episode. Maybe we'll still do it, like for an offbeat of like stand culture because that it sounds silly now, but those were big. I mean, it's still a big deal, but those groups, it was a big deal. The Barb's, you know what I mean? Like these fans were like shifting the you know the culture, mm-hmm. like getting behind stuff. It's kind of the beginning of cancel culture. They really kind of kicked that off. They, and they kind of they are over. cancel culture. I feel like it started there mm-hmm. and it kind of spilled over into like everything else, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. All right. What's your number Maybe. one? My number one is our third episode, Quarantine and Don't Show. Yeah. Um, specifically the 40 minute mark where I <laughs> went into a monologue, hashtag justice for Drea. OMG. Um, I was listening to it and I was just very, again, you were saying earlier how like our early episodes, we haven't deviated far from that. Right. And we were proud of that. And I feel like my views in the beginning, I still stand by them. Hashtag Drea forever in this house. We will always say her name. Um, you bitches could never. And that's pretty much the end of it. Like. Over, because that's a great conversation, but we have to address the Drea situation oh, that we missed in our topic. Oh, my because God. it's gonna tie into all this, I promise. So, Ooh, y'all, Chile. if you're not a fan <laughs> of reality shows or basketball wives or any of that nonsense, I don't blame you. Right. All I but ask you know is what? that this, you don't judge us this and that a, you tune out right now. This whole <laughs> this whole Drea thing is a hashtag justice for. Let's I mean, be honest. It really hashtag is. Justice for Drea. But when we look and you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Right. Pause, pause, pause. Drea Michelle from Basketball Wise LA, just so you guys know who we're talking oh, right, about. Right. We're just like, <laughs> we're talking about bro, Drea, like she's like your cousin or something. Home, like, right. <laughs> yeah, let's D-R-A, talk about Drea. D-R-A-Y-A Drea. So <laughs> if you're not ever if you've never watched Basketball Wise, told so I get it. Um, or if you're not, you know, a fan of reality TV, I get it. But long story short, Drea was an ex-stripper, you know, turned kind of businesswoman, model, entrepreneur, but she's gorgeous, you know, and she's, you know, she's like universally pretty. Drea is just like, you know, an it girl type of pretty. But when she was on the show, you know, she was kind of looked at as like a vixen or scandalous or a hoe, you know, that's how Mm -hmm. they kind of painted her. But flash now to 2020 and we kind of all see that Drea was really probably the realest basketball wife ever that was on the show. Um, So this clip was going viral, you know, going back. I think people are just quarantining and and bored. Bored, yeah. But 
Um, I'm going to play this clip for you guys of, we're just going to call her, what's her name? Because she's irrelevant. Um, but of one of the, I don't know, basketball wives. I don't know what to call them. Um, one of the basketball wives on there who was kind of just coming for Drea for supposedly dating her ex. Now, apparently she dated this ex who is the girl's baby's daddy six years ago. Six years ago. <laughs> and the girl is her baby daddy. Now, her husband, she's no longer with him. It's been years <laughs> since this happened. So, so check out this clip and we're going to gag and move on to, but we just wanted you guys to laugh with us. So check out this clip. Asking me, I take it all the time. So you're so calling me a bitch in your business? Whatever you're about to ask me, you're about to ask me some that you're about to get in my business. It's, it's not your business. It's really all in your okay. business. Well, then you don't need to ask me about your business. I don't know about your business. Well, here's my problem. You dealt with my ex. Deshaun, your baby daddy. What? what is it? Like, I don't even know why they're questioning me about your Shake ex. Shake the like, table. Kind of not your place. He got a fiance now, so I feel like if he doesn't have a fiance, well, I feel like whoever you're with now, he doesn't have a fiance. Okay, she cares way mm -hmm. more about this man than I did. It's like she's doing the fiance's dirty work for right. free. Right. Yeah. Now, one person it's not for you to know that was six years ago. But did you not tell one person that you live You didn't life? exist in my world then, and he don't exist in my world now. So oh. And that is that's yeah, I was I feel listening like, to it, like stacking my fingers. Like if you were, to, yeah, if you were to right go back there. and look at those old episodes of that show of Basketball Lives and look at Drea, you can clearly see she was done wrong. Yeah, you can clearly see. Don't get me wrong. Is Drea like you know the girl you bring home to meet mom? Maybe not. Maybe not. But. She is who she is. And again, as we always preach, we love some authenticity, okay? Yep. She is yep. who she is. And, and you know what? I'll say it too. Jackie is who she is. Yeah. You got to accept one but the other. You can't, no. you can't like one and hit the no, other one. because they're at the end of the day, they're both themselves. authentically fucked up. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what we're tuning in. And, and Drea has her own set of issues. Jackie has her own set of issues. Um, but they are both authentic beings. I think that is also why they kind of butted heads and loved each other at the same time. Um, oh, of course. Because they both were very authentic, but they both were very opposite in almost every mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And the reason they got along was because they respected how they both saw that. You know, real recognizes real, like, oh, you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing. But because they were so opposite, it just was like oil and water. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, like I said, I'm not you know, Andrea, I apologize for any way, but I stand for people that are themselves and stand up for themselves mm -hmm. regardless. Because I felt like she had a couple of fights on there, but she wasn't like a Tammy Roman that was always like, bitch, I'll beat your ass. But right. she always stood up for herself. It will, be, it will be all seven of them turning to her, asking you, are you a, so are you a hoe? Is it true that you neglected your child? Is it true that you fucked so-and-so and so-and-so? And they're all just like a battering ram. And she's standing there just one by one, not getting out of character, not going hand to him, just explaining herself like, well, no, this is what it is. Second of all, mind your business. Like, I just respect that. Like, you're not going to pull me out of character. And I'm not afraid of you. So Miley right. was good. Like, and I'm gonna own all this shit. Yeah, actually, I did. That scene, I gotta play this one. The the most iconic one is what was the episode where like, oh man, Drea's uh, when she was at Orlando, 
and he allegedly messed with Jackie's, Jackie's daughter. Oh, yeah. Andrea and like addressed this. it head on like a bit like a boss. <laughs> yes, and then and he straight up played her too. Oh, he was just like, you were just the pass around. Like yeah, my homeboy introduced you to me, and we did whatever. And then I told my friend about you, and like we know what this is. That Why was you so embarrassing? That was so it embarrassing. Was cringy. And Jackie, you should be you set your girl up, and, yeah. and I would never forgive my mom for that. No, but that yeah, was stuff. like so. Well, we they were. It's Drea, okay? You think Drea is about to go in there unprepared? Hello. Come on, mom. What's your experience? Hmm. Man, I was definitely one of those people many years ago that would be like. <laughs> not beating your kids you better whoop them kids so they, da, 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 da. i was one of those for <laughs> sure because that's the way i grew up and then now that i right. that was my my as a kid saying that kind of stuff now that i'm adult looking back i was like um so that was abuse <laughs> like i can look at my legs and see scars from spankings that i got as a kid you know what i mean on my legs on my hips on my back like and it might it wasn't like joe jackson like I, they were just beating the shit out of me but it was really excessive like it was nothing to get like kicked pushed like i like flung across the room thrown like and it seems so normal back then because i hate to say this but like most people i know back then treated their kids that way smacked in the mouth you know what i mean in the back of the head like that stuff sounds to now it sounds crazy like the thought of like my niece and nephew or even me having a child myself and like swinging on them i'm just like oh my gosh but um, right. that's, it was a different time, I guess. And I think that, whew, I think a lot of it ties into, um, kind of like, um, just like when people are, you know, disenfranchised, if you will, now, now abuse is across all, all genre. You don't have to be disenfranchised to experience this or experience, you know, spanking or whatever. But I do think that it's, it's kind of born out of like frustration a lot of the time. It's like, I think kind of like, you know, with domestic abuse with a husband and a wife, it's like when the husband is feeling emasculated or feeling stressed out about things and he can't go and, you know, punch his white boss in the face. What's he do? He goes home and beats up his wife. You know what I mean? I think a lot of kids kind of get that treatment from their parents when they're in stressed out situations. And so, yeah, spanking, it, there's a, you know, a line to it. And I do believe like, you know, a pop here, a pop there, like, do you get you together? That's fine. But like beatings, like, that's not okay. And again, I am not going to sit over here and be like, oh, I was abused. But I mean, by definition, now looking back on it, it's like, oh no, that is definitely abusive. But I didn't feel that way growing up because my friends got treated that way. Their parents whooped them like that. Like it was nothing for me to see, you know, somebody get smacked in the mouth, literally open hand or the back of the head. It's just like, I can, I, just thinking about it, it makes me want to tear up. Like, like my nieces and nephews, I couldn't think of one possible thing that would upset me enough to like, hit them like that you know what i mean i spanked them before yes but and that's like a pop on the leg or like hey get yourself together but like the stuff that we grew up on or switches going outside my <laughs> my parents would tell me to go upstairs tell me this is not traumatizing go upstairs and find me something to beat you with when oh, i would get in trouble when we get in trouble like go upstairs and find me something to beat you with and if you've that's ever had horrible. to go upstairs and sit in a closet and try to find the softest thing to take downstairs to get spanked by, only get sent back upstairs because it's too soft. Like, that shit is crazy to me. Like, even saying it out loud, it's just like, wow. <laughs> but again, it was so normalized. Like, I didn't feel like I was growing up like, oh, I'm an abused child. It was just, that's how they acted. That's how my friend's parents were. That's just like the neighborhood. That's how it was. And now looking back, it's like, okay, now I see what y'all meant when y'all said 
Corporal punishment is a lot. Hey guys, this episode is also brought to you in part by Sean Michael Co. Sean Michael Co. has a goal to create clothing for every situation in life while also striving to provide the most comfortable experience ever. So head on over right now to SeanMichaelCo.com. That's S-H-A-N MichaelCo.com. And use my promo code DONB to get $5 off your total purchase. You're welcome. So are you a music artist looking to expand your reach? Many artists don't know where to begin when trying to get their music played on the radio. WXSJ 97.3 is Miami's new number one hit station. They provide an exclusive opportunity for radio airplay through their network of radio stations worldwide. Social media promotion packages are available as well. So if you're an artist who's ready to take their career to the next level, head over to WXSJ97.3.com for more information. And we'll see you at the top. So, do you have any um, um, honorable mention episodes? Um, I have one. Well, I have two. Okay. So, I, I definitely want to give a shout out for the Battle of the Besties episode because that was something that um, we didn't really expect to do. It was just kind of an idea I had floating around in my head. Yeah, it was <laughs> and, a good idea. And it was fun. It was refreshing to have our friends on there just kind of laid back, giggling, laughing the whole time, going back over a good memory. So I definitely want to give a shout out to that one. Also, um, one of my very, uh, and I Mind Your Business episode um, 24 is, is actually our most viewed. So uh, correct me for thinking that it was OnlyFans. Mind yeah, your- it finally overtook OnlyFans. It <laughs> yeah, was it did. For, for a minute, it was. Yeah. Um, mind your business is a really good one. Um, we talked about um corporal punishment. Um, and is it you know discipline or dominance? Um, we mm. talked about Brianna Taylor, um, and the things that were going on at that time with Vanessa Bryant. It was a it was a deep episode, um, but it was also still you know we have our moments where we're gonna laugh and all that good stuff. And it's a it's a pretty long episode, um, because it was a lot of content jam packed in those two and a half hours, um, but. Mind Your Business definitely is an honorable mention. There's a lot to unpack in that episode. <laughs> but I love that that's the most viewed one because that one is, it is a deep episode. Yeah. And we went, we covered a lot of mm-hmm. topics. Yeah. So that was a good honorable mention. That was a really good one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Definitely the Battle of the Besties. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Shout out to. Um, our besties that came on for yeah. that that was a fun one on our mission that was different I, we went, I want to do that again mm-hmm. um, maybe same friends or different friends it doesn't matter yeah. um, it's just fun going back over old times like that and I feel like it gives people kind of a glimpse into like you know who we are more a little bit and... sorry about Yo, that so y'all were getting drunk in high school wow I can't relate I was a really 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 good oh, kid man. Um, and... well we were you on POF at 16 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling a lot of judgment coming from <laughs> that side of the room. I, I'm pretty sure you was on the website. You was in the chat room. Oh, on, on Black Planet. Oh, God. On Black Planet. <laughs> <laughs> on MySpace. Oh, those are good old days. Anyways, whose turn is it, Mike? Right. Yeah. Uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> what? Is... <laughs> what is 
What nickname does Kayla have for you saved in her phone? Like when you call, what's her what's your contact name? What's the nickname? Oh, uh, it's easy. Uh, KB. Ding ding ding. It kind of fucked up her yeah, whole guy, career. That guy busted out my bedroom window. Oh yeah, that guy. My mom had to call the police on him. It was a whole thing. Damn. But sorry, that was a dark know. turn. Anyways, back to the game. <laughs> But you know when it's so good, you know they go crazy about it. So, you know, oh, <laughs> even at sixteen, you know what I'm saying? Why? Anyway, not not your sixteen so... year old milkshake was bringing the niggas to the yard. <laughs> not your sixteen year old why? <laughs> I can't. Again, we don't endorse sixteen year old uh, milkshakes, wops. That is that is completely inappropriate. So disgusting. <laughs> but anyways, that sounded really nasty all together. <laughs> Answer the next all question, right. please. Maybe we'll, um, maybe we'll do a brother. Your brother, my brother. Um, maybe. <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, I really am a ghost out here. I'm like, my brothers even know enough of those answers. Like, well, no, it'll be fun. We, we can, we can, we can modify the questions. But anyway, we do the on. cousin thing. Go ahead. Let's do the cousin thing. The cousin thing is awesome. Let's do the cousin thing then. What is the cousin thing? I have a lot of oh, See, now that I said it, too many my cousins listen to this. Everybody's gonna be like, I want to be the one. <laughs> gonna turn into a trilogy. But uh, yeah, so honorable mention goes to Battle of the Besties, and then I would say probably mind your business. Um, yeah, for sure. Good, good, good follow up. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm just really proud of us. I feel like we hit, we really hit some good topics, and I feel like sometimes I'm listening to like I, I do the editing for the show, so like I get kind of tired of like hearing our voices. You know what I mean? So when I say I don't listen back to out for a long time, it's not me being like. I don't listen to my work. It's just, it takes me, I got to take a step back for a while and go back and listen to it again because it's like, I listen for nine hours a day. I'm just listening to us <laughs> all day long. So, um, going back and listening, like, we hit some real deep points. Like, I feel like we really have, like, hit some topics that I'm sure have, like, helped people somewhere along the way. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm just really proud of, like, the work that we have done and put together all in all. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I'm but, super proud of us. Definitely, much more to come. Fun more things. We gotta do a little rejudge. Just a new year, so we're gonna some new stuff. Yeah, technically. Would it be? Is this technically like season two? I think it is because I've been doing everything in season one. So I'm like, it's new year, it's season two. We're gonna get a facelift. We're gonna get you know a BBL. What's it called? BBL. You're getting a BBL in real life, yes. But I'm done. We're off black as well. We're gonna get the one and just come back stronger for the. For the <laughs> You're gonna give. <laughs> I tell all my friends, like, everybody laughs at me when they say, like, one of these days I'm going to walk in the door and I'm going to, hey, guys, like, who was that? It's me, Don. They're going to be like, who? <laughs> it's going to, um, when I, when I get this money, it's going down. Just don't get un- unrecognizable. Don't do a low chem. No, I'm going to stop. I'm going to do a, uh, do a Kim K, not a low chem. I mean, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I was going to say any Kardashian, but no, not Chloe. Too far. Chloe is um, a little too far. No, nah, I'm not going to mm-hmm. front. Chloe looked good. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but it it would, but it would look good so if it far was, from who she is that it's scary, which makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. If it was somebody that you didn't know, it was like, oh, that's a cute girl. But knowing who it is, it's just my stomach just feels weird looking at her. I don't know. I'm just like, what is this? How's this even possible? Like, yeah. but again, that's gonna be me. <laughs> like- Blonde, skinny, do nose, cheeks, <laughs> BBL. Yes. 
Like, who are you? It's me. V Don B. At the dummy on all platforms. Oh my god. We need help, but okay. So I'm getting slap happy, getting sleepy. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing on up. But yeah, anything you want to shout out, plug for you go? Uh, no. I just want to tell you, thank you for hanging with me this past year. It's been a blast. <laughs> same same samesies. It's been a blast. Good. We should have had like next time we're in person, we'll do like the official celebration. But I feel like we should have like champagne or something. I mean, yeah. I was sipping on a little bit of scissor over here, but not scissor. We got to do, it's green tea with vodka in it. Isn't that awful? Hot tea, though. Pretty much. And take pictures and do a whole little thing. But I'm excited to get this out for everybody. I think it's going to be a fun episode to kind of like totally. revisit. Um, so it's good for you and bad for you. Um, but yeah, we got to do like a little champagne, little toast next time we're together. Thank yeah, you guys for hanging stuff. with us this past year. And we'll see you all down 2021. Let's see what the hell we come up with next. Because God only knows. <laughs> what does it mean? Nobody, Nobody knows, what, knows it means. what it means. It's <laughs> a mood for sure. Good night. <laughs> Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I don't know what it's going to be. Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's going to be, but I do know it's going to be entertaining. Regardless. I'm done. That was <laughs> was that the Jerry Seinfeld thing. No, uh, maybe it was. Uh, I got it from niggas in Paris. Uh, yeah, I think crazy. that's Jerry Seinfeld talking, isn't it? I think so. I think they sent that. <laughs> All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. Off Black the Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Produced by Don B and K Nicole. Our original music is by Sean Michael. And our original artwork is by Erratic Ink Art.